0: Alright guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We break down the Quantumania trailer, lots of Netflix news. We nominate our yearly Nordy Awards and the 3 Watch covers both Arrival and the social network. Here we go. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys?
1: Doing well, my friend. Oh, I'm great. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm great. We have a huge episode for everyone today. We're going to be giving our nerdy Noms. We are going to watch two movies from our 3 Watch. we got lots of shows that we've been watching and movies that we've been watching that you need to check out and some great news. But before... We dive into all that. We need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. And also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. You
1: get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, fire off one of the memes over to a friend. Tell them to listen to Pod. Uh, spread the word. Spread the gospel, really. All right, guys. What are we
0: drinking? I am drinking one of my favorite beers of the year, okay? okay. One of my favorite beers of the year, one of my staples of the year. Teal label by Modest. Their West Coast I think this beer is awesome. This is like one of the best second four packs you can get.
1: That's a great call. Um I am drinking one of my last Sierra Nevada celebrations, you know, the red can, Christmassy, gold. It just feels right. But, you know, now we're taking out Christmas decorations, so we're gonna drink the last of it.
2: Hell yeah. Um I only got one four pack this week, so I'm still drinking some Elm Creek. Uh Sustained Illusion. Really great New England IPA.
0: All right. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, we have lots to talk about today. We are going to start with what everyone wanted to hear, and that's Quantumania. The trailer and the poster's dropped. It looks like the first cool thing Marvel's done in like two years.
1: Wow. You're going to go right to that, huh?
0: Yeah, I am. I think it looks really cool. Uh, it's going to set up everything that they're going to do for like the next five years. It introduces, it. Well, I guess it brings back... Kang, which is Jonathan Major's character that we saw in Loki. He is going to be the huge um, antagonist over probably the next five years. Um, Supposedly, he is significantly more powerful than Thanos ever was. In multiple timelines, he's killed Thanos. He's killed many, 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 many Avengers across different timelines. And I think that he is going to be... um, I don't know, maybe, hopefully, a transformational character in the MCU. Something of, like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's needed now for the last couple of years where things have started to feel
1: stale. Yeah, I'm hoping that as they introduce him, um, they kind of keep start up a, a bigger through line, right? I mean, the, the movies in this Phase 4 were just all over the place. Every type of style, not really much recurring characters, no big impacts on you know the overall plot. One movie doesn't affect the next, right? Uh, I think that that's that's changing now. This is the first movie of Phase 5. I think they're kicking it off right. It does look cool. It does look like an absolute CG bonanza. Uh, I mean, they all are, but this one is like clearly that because (laughs) they seem to be in the quantum realm, maybe the whole movie. Uh, But it looks great, and this new trailer looks cool. So I'm excited.
2: Is it a problem? I have a question. Is it a problem that the main bad guy for all of Phase 5 Was a guy who had, like, a cup of coffee in one Marvel TV show, essentially? Like, that's how he was introduced? So,
1: I think that that is a variant of him anyways, and so that was kind of just a teaser. Um, We may get another Kang variant in Loki Season 2 that isn't sort of related to this main big bad. So, I... I don't know. I think that there's ways they can do it. I thought it was actually a pretty cool intro in Loki.
2: Yeah. No. No. It was definitely cool. I'm just saying that, like, cool in a limited series television show versus like cool as like the main evil, you know, to ever, like henchman kind of thing in multi-billion-dollar movies is a completely different thing. That's I mean, all I guess, guess we, we knew
0: Thanos was going to show up, and like they didn't meet Thanos until the end of uh, Infinity War. No, but like well, Guardians we saw him. One.
2: Was like when he was first introduced, and that was in a major feature film, not in really? a
0: TV show. Where was he in Guardians One?
2: He was at the end. He was like the end yeah. credits. Oh yeah, he's he was, he was in the end credits on stuff, but like he, he was in never, end
0: credits of Avengers One. Yeah, yeah, he just was never in any show in any movie. He was just these like scenes where he was off in the distance, no one had heard of him. And at the end of the the second to last Avengers movie, he shows up and they're like, Holy shit. Like, this is the big villain that had they been building for like eight years. So I do think that Kang is gonna show up and absolutely dismantle people and he's gonna announce himself as a serious, serious threat. And I'm really excited about it. I I I think the world is a better place when there's fun Marvel movies to look forward to. So I'm hoping that this brings the old Marvel back a little
1: bit. I hope so, too. We knew what they were doing was spectacular, revolutionary, and special uh, up through Endgame. So if if we get even a taste of that again, then we're treated by that. Because, yeah, I mean they maybe will never reach those heights again.
0: Yeah. And I think that's okay. Um, I hope it's not that way. I mean, there's so much money in this and there's so many big people in it that I, I would be kind of bummed out if we didn't um, get back to some of those heights. Uh, but yeah, they, they were like a a cultural revolution. It was like changing how we saw movies and what a franchise could be and how many movies could be in a franchise and how many characters could be. And like the world building that they did had never been seen before. And so I think they lost their way a little bit in the last couple of movies trying to make like cutting edge things and letting directors have like all this freedom in what they make. And I think that the, um, they got away from the formula a little bit and I can't believe I'm asking for more formula, but I think I am.
1: <laughs> well, it paid off last time. Um, all
0: right. What about this? 1899, a show that we were super excited about canceled by Netflix for Ooh, season.
1: I kind of get it. I, I tried to watch it. I tried, I watched, got through four episodes. Um, it's like a beautiful show, but I feel like maybe they didn't quite have the, the same budget, which seems shocking. Um, but I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't as good. I think it was very ambitious, just not as good. And honestly, maybe it's best that they cancel it so these filmmakers or these you know, showrunners can make something new and different for Netflix. They're still signed up with them for years. It's a bummer because I think Dark was
0: one of the best things I've ever watched. And this right. was kind of like Dark, but back in time. And usually anything back in time isn't for me. Dark back in time without all of the
2: things that made Dark charming. Mm-hmm. and well and like dark went back in time to like a reasonable level right they, they you know they, you were, didn't they know were that was even gonna happen no i know but like right. you could tell like things were were kind of in a, a retro era but like mm-hmm. we're talking like the 1970s yeah. this was you know the titanic essentially and and i think that definitely hurt um maybe the viewing audience or the numbers were a little soft just because it wasn't quite what everyone was expecting it lo- it did look a little cartoony like ghost ship you know, movie from the early aughts, like cartoony where it seemed a little silly, whereas dark felt more like palpable and real. Um, the color palette was different. So yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, you guys, Eric, you didn't even watch, but what a couple episodes. Yeah. And, and I was... even you guys weren't enthused about it. I didn't even turn it on. I was, I was going to wait for you guys to be like, okay, it's really turned around. It's the best show ever. Go binge <laughs> it, And that never happened. So no, I, I think didn't.
0: that the thing with dark was that it, it was a mystery. Um, and it started really small and it got kind of big. Um, this like told you in the first previews how big it was going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. It was like
0: a ship in the 1800s and it's a goat. There's a ghost ship and there's uh, weird symbols and probably time travel and mysterious things all over the place. Look at all of this mystery. Where Dark was kind of like, hey, do you want to, like, go down this crazy path? Like, you don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. Here's a show about
1: some German teenagers. Like, okay,
0: whatever. So I think that this was just too ambitious. I think that was the problem.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, wasn't very grounded, that's for sure. Yeah, Uh, bummer, because we were really
0: excited about that. Um, How about this one? 50 Cent is making an 8 Mile TV show.
1: Okay, 8 Mile, great movie, or amazing movie?
0: Great movie.
1: You're
2: going to go great. Ryan, soundtrack is better than the movie. Fair, but the movie holds up. I think it's movie's, good. Movie's yeah, it's good. Thing. I would say it's good, not great. I,
1: I don't think we're big fans of uh, Fifty Cent's shows. He's a big time showrunner now. Uh, you guys watch Power? A lot of Power. <laughs> no, okay. We we missed no. Power. Can't, can't I, say I flipped it. I just don't think that there's a chance that we watch Nine Mile or whatever they're going to call this. Yeah, not good. Not good.
0: i um, not into it. Um, how about this? Wednesday, it's extended for season two. Of course it is. I think that they're hoping this is their
1: Stranger Things replacement. Oh, dude, it could be. I mean, Stranger Things is done this coming summer. And yeah. it, I mean, this show doesn't feel as epic. It's very, it's more fun. Just like silly, smaller. Um, but it's a great show. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more. My kids loved it. It was the perfect amount of scary for like nine, eight and nine-year-olds, right? Uh, it was cool, man. Well done. I'm excited for more. Tim Burton finally it's, did something worthwhile. I love it.
2: It's Stranger Things with more simps. A lot of
1: Sims. Sims for for Jenny or for Jenna. Yeah, yeah. Jenna. All right. Is, but...
0: uh, what about this? Do we care? Outer Banks three. It's coming out February 23rd. We're like six weeks away from John B being back. I can't wait. This is the best bad show on TV. <laughs> my... The best. <laughs> Hold on. Bad show. Before you carry
2: on, my favorite thing in the world is when. Eric asks a question and then answers it by himself without giving anyone else a chance. That's when you know he's super pumped for something. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Skull, baby. That's the skull. And TV he knew what we were going to say.
1: Look, at least I tried to watch it. Um, it looks like, at least like Madeline Klein has become a superstar. So that's you know fun. She's in it. Um, she will be wearing the same dirty tank top for mm-hmm. seven of the nine episodes. Uh, you know they don't they don't change much. They mostly just run and boat away from people. Uh, oh, that's yeah. what the show is. So I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I'm done on it. But good for you, man. I'm happy for you.
0: Oh, best bad show on TV.
1: Yeah. What's What's better, OBX or Money Heist?
0: OBX. Wow. All right. <laughs> it is. Money Heist was like, could we do a third heist? And you're the, kind
1: 18, of like... the 18th time that like... Madeline, whatever died and then came back. Like, I was like, dude, nothing's, you know, this show is just shock factor for the next episode. I think my favorite,
2: my favorite description you guys had was the gun flowing in the gutter, like (laughs) with water, like it was floating. The gun (laughs) floated
1: all the way down, and then they went in there and
0: they were like trying to swim after. All right. So we got some big Avatar 3 news. What did we find out?
2: So the news is it's going to be fire. Literally, it's going to be. There's going to be Fire Navi, which is, I think, another area of Pandora. It's Pandora, right? That that they're yeah. going to explore. And uh, so we got water. So now it's going to be Avatar, the way of fire. And right. uh, Sam, Sam Worthington has, uh, you know, exiled himself from two tribes so far. So let's see if we can make it a, <laughs> an even trifecta here.
1: Yeah, the demon. Uh, yeah, I mean... At least it's gonna look and feel different and it will be memorable in a way that like sometimes like even Lord of the Rings, you give me an event that happened in one of the movies. I don't know which movie it happened in right They all came it's one big story. This I think is cool because the first one really does feel different than the second one because of all the water, right? So I guess in this one too, there's gonna be fewer human bad guys and these fire Navi are like Wu Tang, nothing to fuck with. and I think they're going to be the like the bad guys. I don't know if they live in a volcano or they're Fire Navi, but they're probably going to be scary. They're probably going to look cool and different in a, in a way, kind of like the water ones did, with the tail and the bigger eyes and the whole deal. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be sick, dude. And this movie made a billion and a half or something, and we're going to get it's
2: all on, five. It's on its way to two. It's on its way to two billion right now. Why not? Love it. I'm going to try to go back. I, I loved
1: it. Dude, I want to see it once more in 3D theaters.
2: If they make it Navi on uh, Navi crime, you know, like this is going to be... Uh, water versus fire, like some uh, airbender type shit, you know what I mean? Like where um, they both, both of the arguments make sense, you know, of like yeah. why they're going to do what they're doing. Sounds kind of good. I'm interested. It sounds kind of cool. I mean,
1: you know, they're trying to mirror America, or uh, you know, Europeans coming into North America and wiping out the native populations, right? So a big part of that was American, or whatever, Europeans turning tribes against each other. So maybe that's part of it.
2: And what do you think is going to happen to Whitey, uh, the little kid with the dreads? (laughs) Uh, Spider? Little spider? I don't know. Here's why I loved him in it. Because I've
1: never seen a live actor interact with CG environments and characters better. He looked... Like he fit right in the scene. It was fucking insane. So I like having a human in the mix. I want okay, I want him to stay around it, just it. for that. Yeah, totally grounded.
2: Eric, fire Na'vi,
0: your thoughts. <laughs> um, don't even know what a Na'vi is. I'm assuming it's like the, the blue people from the, the movie.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. You guys All right, just so you so
0: guys movie. know, um, we did have a Lost Forever podcast last week, and that's why that's we gone. didn't post a, a screencast mm-hmm. last week. So we are kind of redoing some of the topics we had uh, last week's episode for you guys. So that's why it's a kind of a crazy episode. Um, but it was the best podcast we'd ever done, and that really hurts my feelings that you guys didn't get to hear it.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much perfection. Uh, we were going to submit it for a, a podcast Grammy. Uh, and, you know, because it's gone, we can't do that. So,
2: yeah. they're called the, right, It's called the Phony Awards.
1: Ooh, I yes. like that. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, guys. So uh, Hot Rex and Hot Rex. First one, uh, Glass Onion.
1: We all watched it? All, all watched it. Wreck. 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 Hot Wreck. Hot Wreck. wreck.
0: One Uh, of the best movies I saw this year.
1: Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I didn't... And and, and here's the thing. I was a skeptic going in because I didn't really love the first one. I was only... Maybe because it had gotten such ridiculous reviews. And I'm like, it wasn't that good. Um, I literally like every character in this movie better than every character in the last movie. Including Daniel Craig's, uh, you know, Jacques Cousteau looking benoit um, blanc ben, ben, yeah exactly he's he's better everything's better the story's more fun it's a little bit bigger and a more outlandish in a way that i like because it's why can't a movie be fun and silly um this was a banger dude what a script banger
0: benoit blanc is the new sherlock holmes and i love sherlock holmes i want more benoit blanc i want more knives out i mm-hmm. think that these movies don't remind me of anything And I think that's such a compliment because I love it. It reminds me of anything else I've ever seen. They're so bizarre. The stories feel so weird. There's so many names and everyone seems like they're having fun making it. Big fan of these. This one was better than the first one. And
2: I liked the first one. Totally. And I think the first one may have been like practice. Like I've got this crazy idea for this, like, I want to call it like a universe and Ryan Johnson was coming off of the last Jedi. So maybe mm-hmm. that hurt the glass onion narrative a little bit because he was in the mud for, I don't know, whatever from the star Trek nerds. Um, <laughs> and nobody wants to anger them. So I think everything you guys have said is perfectly dead on. This was much improved. Daniel Craig, you can tell he worked on the accent. They grabbed, we had a running joke for a year of this person's, Joining the cast of Knives Out too. This person's joining the cast. Of... I mean, it was like once a week we were joking about like all these people. Turns out they all did a really good job, and they all played the, their parts perfectly. And um, it was an insanely fun, silly, ridiculous caper um, that was good. It was in, it was really fun and really enjoyable. Well done. I agree. I agree. I want more. All right. Did you guys watch the menu? I
1: did. I did. Uh, Ray Fiennes, who I think we all like, he's back to his villainous ways. This time as, like, you know, a hyper elite cult-like chef, okay? Like, the way that people, you know, consider these high-end chefs almost like -like, godlike, this is an example of that. And, you know, he's got this private restaurant in the island, and the shit that goes down there gets crazier and crazier, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is a fucking just a she's great in everything like she's really good in this she's a super good actress I like this movie super weird super surprising a little bit silly is too. it scary no not really scary no but it's, it's, it gory? it's yes it can be gory uh it can be very tense it's definitely very well written and interesting and fun because it kind of like dude you watch a lot of food like you used to watch like Top Chef and all that, right? Absolutely, right. So like it kind of plays into the obsession people have with like high end restaurants and the bougie ass people that enjoy them. Um, dude, this is this is a very good movie. I mean, it's not as good as Glass Onion. It's like if Glass Onion's like a ninety three, this is maybe like an eighty seven. But dude, it's a wreck, and it's it's really good, and it kind of gets better as it goes. So, I dude, the menu. I think it's streaming on HBO. I think it's on HBO Max, so yeah, go check it out and let me know what you guys think, because I think it was really, really fun.
0: All right, Uh, how about this? We all watched This Place Rules on HBO. This was a documentary done by the guy from Channel 5. What's his name? Andrew Callahan. Andrew Callahan. May or may not be a good guy. We're going to wait and find out before we don't talk about him, Yeah. Uh, but there are some stories going around about him. Sounds like some might have some legs and some definitely don't, but... Uh, we'll just mention that before we talk about it. But This Place Rules was his documentary about um, the, the 2020 election, um, the, pretty much the temperature of the country, uh, the divisiveness of the country, and then the lead up to January 6th. I thought this was so well done. I felt like it was um, refreshing new take on what journalism is and can be. Mm-hmm. And I think he did such a nice job of showing – where the country was and um giving some reason for it and some voice to people um to explain their feelings and i thought it was super
1: great and well done i thought it was good one thing that i thought was was cool but could it be a little uncomfortable was that he kind of skewered the, the left as well right so you know he didn't just stick to like making fun of the the QAnon folks although you get a lot of that and it is fascinating um, you know, they also go into the the, the homes and talk to liberals or they, they talk to the people at riots who, you know, you could have an idea that these are, you know, self-righteous people doing it for these amazing right reasons. And then, you know, they interview them and they're like, fuck, I don't know. We're just burning shit down, dude. Like, fuck, you know, they have no real goals here. So you're like, damn. All right. So it, I thought it was cool that it was balanced. Like, I was surprised to see that. And I, I yeah. like that.
2: I did too. Brian, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I've watched Andrew Callahan's YouTube channel quite often. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I was pre- I was prepared for the dichotomy, right? On on both sides. Like I hate that phrase, but like I think he does a pretty good job of neutralizing any accusations of impartiality towards conservatives, if mm-hmm. you will. I think he I think he does a pretty good job of admonishing <laughs> both sides of the p- Whether or not it's staged or, like, they found the worst of the worst of both sides, fine. Um, He does a good job of portraying both of them. So um, that wasn't that shocking. I think anybody that's followed his, quote-unquote, like, you know, career as a a journalist knows that, like, his best feature is stepping back and just letting the people do the entertaining. Yeah. Right? Because that's really all it is. And it's – he has this unique ability of just, like, asking a question – to tee up some insanity he, and yeah. let the people go. And I don't, I don't know how he does it. I don't know if it's just, um, it's probably a you know, matter like, of a treatment
1: suit and shit. He just like, seems like yeah, people talk like to him and
2: like, who cares what the, I'm just going to let loose. Well, But cause... like, it's also, he's so disarming yeah. and like, just gets people to open up. So, um, it, you know, it felt like one of his, you know, YouTube videos, uh, but maybe with a little bit more serious tone, so uh, pretty enjoyable content. Uh, yeah, I agree. I thought this, thought this was a wreck for sure.
1: So this is HBO as well, right? HBO, yeah. This place, yeah, was, for yeah, sure
2: This was a good show.
1: This was a good movie. I, and plus, like these events happened not that long ago, but it's been it was so dramatic, and things have happened so fast since it seems like longer ago. So just even reliving it, the emotions you get, it, it, it was pretty intense.
0: I also watched another documentary on Netflix, this was The Volcano. It was executive produced by um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Ron Howard. So some good category behind it. Yeah. Um, It was a story, a true story about, um, I guess that's what documentaries are. A story about uh, (laughs) a volcano in in, um, New Zealand. It was like a big tourist attraction. And so all this, this like city's tourism was, or their economy was based on like bringing people to this volcano. And the volcano was like in the middle of the ocean and like 90% of it or more was underwater. So it looks kind of just like an Island, but it's really kind of like the basin of a volcano. And so these tourists, you know, are going out there all day, every day And then in this one, it's about 50 tourists that go out there and the volcano erupts while they're out there. This was so insane. The story was incredible. It was really intense. It was scary. Um, It was heroic. And I really liked it. I thought it was an awesome watch. Um, I definitely would wreck it. I think they, I mean, this was the kind of thing where I was up at 145 at night, had to work in the morning, thought... I should go to bed there's 45 minutes left and i said no i'm gonna finish it and i stayed up it it was really good where is it it's on netflix okay um i i think that they did an amazing job because i mean people die and people are like badly 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 injured and they didn't do um they didn't show you things that were gross right so they did a good enough job of like showing you the footage of what was happening and like making it scary and interviewing people and kind of like telling you the stakes without like showing people's skin fall off and stuff like that. So it was intense. Um, I just, it, I'd never heard of this before, but it also
1: made me not want to like go see a volcano up close. And- didn't we, were you with me when we walked in the basin of the volcano? No. I did that. No, I didn't. And then between one of my Hawaii trips there, it, it, it actually did erupt. And then when I went back, you couldn't do that
2: anymore. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
0: No, this was, was real. And this was really, really, really intense. I do think people should check it out. The volcano.
2: Is this what is this like a Joe versus the volcano like what this was based on but like they did it first type of situation? Did anybody ever see that movie?
0: Even is um, but this was literally like people go and the volcano erupts and a bunch of people get badly injured and then they need to rescue them but it's too dangerous for the rescuers to go there because it's still erupting. Yes. And they're like, we can't send rescue teams in. So then like
2: civilians. That sounds like a movie that ended up being real.
0: Civilians are like, I'm going to go out there and save people. So like people just go on boats and helicopters and like go save like people's lives. It's unbelievable. Do so, you guys remember in, it's like, in like
1: 1999, when Dante's Inferno came out and then the volcano came out, which, which one do you like better?
2: I don't know what Dante's Inferno even well, is. Well,
1: Ryan's going to know. The Pierce Brosnan one?
2: Yeah, I think it's the Pierce Brosnan one, which, whichever one that was. Yeah, that's Dante's... Or Dante's Peak or Dante's Inferno? Dante's Peak. Fuck. Yeah, Dante's that's Inferno the is the... Yeah. Dante's Inferno is like the old, like, Italian allegory about hell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't... Yeah, fuck that. that that's that's an old Dan book. Brown that's Dan based Inferno. Yeah. Yeah, fuck old books. That shit's <laughs> stupid. All
0: right. Um... It's time to move on, guys. We need to move on to our Nordy Noms. So we did this okay. last week. just missed it. So this week, we're going to go through it again. We're going to nominate our favorite things from our show this year. And then uh, we will vote on them through the week. Let us know what you guys think um, should be the winners. And uh, we'll give you guys our Nordy winners next week. So,
1: Jim, take it away. All right. Let's go through it. Um, I'm going to start light. I'm going to start with comedy movie, okay? Uh, okay? We went through this last week. And we have some some pretty good ones. It kind of falls off, okay? So... Jackass Forever, we all agreed. Great movie needs to be nommed. I mean, it's it's amazing. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Incredible movie. Uh, Glass Onion. We've been talking about it. We all watched it. We all loved it. It, it falls Lovely. off a little bit. We got Hustle, which I really like. That's a Netflix movie with Adam Sandler. And then I and snuck, I snuck in Chip and Dale, which you all should watch. The new Chip and Dale on Disney Plus. It's a movie. It's it's like the spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit. So okay, that was. <laughs> I got that one in there. I'm kind of curious on how that one is going to go when we actually break it down. Um, all right, should I move on to movie drama? Absolutely. All right, let's go. I mean, The Batman. It's going to be on there. Uh, we all watched it. We all enjoyed it. A huge movie. Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope is going to be on there. Great Barbarian. Kind of a surprise horror hit of the year. Great film. So good. Uh, Top Gun 2. Top Gun Maverick is going to make the cut. And another sequel, Unreal. Avatar 2, uh, is going to make the cut. I wanted to push for Prey last week, lost to the the ether, but Prey was very good on, on Hulu. Eric kind of killed me when he was like, dude, you're trying to nominate a movie that didn't even go to theaters over Avatar 2, so then that was it. Um,
2: yeah. All right. Kind of makes sense.
1: All right, let's talk about TV show comedies, okay? Peacemaker. I mean, we oh, all banger. liked it. Yeah. Banger.
0: The intro, also the intro of the year.
1: Oh, very good intro, very good. I I usually yeah. skipped it because um, the song kind of sucks. Catch it every time. I love the that song. Piece.
0: Is do you really want to do? You really want to taste it?
1: Great song. Yeah, lot a of eagle, lot sure. of eagle sound effects. <laughs> Eagly. Um. All right, we got Barry. Obviously, I mean Barry. Mm-hmm. Poor Barry could
2: be a drama, but it, it is funny. I you would say laugh out loud. I would say Barry. Sh- Barry should be a drama, and they probably had the single best episode of any of those type of shows Mm. with the, I think it was the second to last one that felt like it was like the full anxiety attack or whatever. Like that was the most insane episode of TV I've seen in a long time. So good. Um, What
1: we do in the shadows continues to, to just make everyone laugh. Uh, Jackie
2: Daytona. Jackie
1: Daytona. Uh, We got the rehearsal, a weird, weird Nathan Fielder show on HBO. Some of us liked it, some of us didn't, but it has Critic- gotten a ton of critical oh, acclaim. Yes. And, then, and then Atlanta. Atlanta wrapped up this year. Uh, it wasn't a bad season. Maybe it wasn't the strongest season, but Atlanta has been a massive show. So uh, that's going to round out our comedies noms, okay? We're going to talk about show drama. This is going to be very contentious next week when we debate this out. I don't know who's going to win, but I will read off some really, really, really strong noms, okay? We got Andor on Disney plus what a show 12 maybe perfect episodes
0: it's the best show Disney plus has ever done
1: I agree I agree but you know you're putting up the best show Disney's ever done with shows like severance that was Ugh. a total surprise hit we fucking loved it
2: can't wait for more and the, the only the, the worst thing that severance has going for it is that it was dropped so early in yeah. the year mm-hmm. uh with yeah. the pandemic still kind of like you know, cooking a little bit that's true like,
1: but it's Dude, everybody's giving Severance its flowers now. Like, it's nominated no, 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 for all no, the... No, no, Totally. Only five noms on the Golden Globes, and it's nominated for drama. So, people love it. I'm just it. talking about, it.
2: like, for re- for recency bias, like, it was in January, you mm-hmm. know, when, like, a lot of these shows, like, are closer to August, September, you know, time frame. So, like, fresh top of mind kind of thing.
1: I should rewatch it. That reminds me. Um, here's one that absolutely deserves to be on the list because... We're actual TV enjoyers and watchers and not just like snooty critics. And that's Hot D, House of the Dragon. House
0: of the Dragon should be appreciated by critics and everyone. It was an amazing show. The fact that everyone's trying to hate on it is just, uh, it's annoying at this point. It's, it's
2: for clicks. That's the only reason absurd. they're doing it. It's just for clicks.
1: It's absurd because it, what a well done show. I mean, you just can't argue with it. Um, next, we got another big surprise hit. This one was on FX The Bear. A little small restaurant drama that Eric, I think, pushed on us. Right? I think he watched it first, or who was it?
0: I loved the Bear. Binge it, it, couldn't couldn't wait for it to get done. Binged the first few episodes and couldn't wait for more. The show yep. was great. The surpri- I think one of the surprise hits.
2: And let's let's also call out the fact that um, I forget his name. Uh, Baccarat, I think, is his last name. Uh, was in Andor and yeah. in the Bear. He had a nice um, year. Same actor. Yeah, that was
1: the dude yeah. that was in like season one, two, three of the girl of girls, which I really liked on HBO. All right, uh, so the bear, big surprise. Uh, White Lotus season two. What a fucking show. Uh, this is like Glass Onion in-, in that they took what sort of worked about a pandemic, you know, friendly film set and made it fucking repeatable and awesome, kind of like Glass Onion. Uh, I I really really liked White Lotus this year, and then. We're we're actually going to have six here because Stranger Things was an absolute phenomenon. For them to have their best yeah. season in season four season, is yeah. crazy. So I
0: I don't think it was close. I don't think it was close. The first season is most important because it was the first season, but this mm-hmm. was better than that. It was much better than it had been the two previous seasons. It felt like absolutely premier television. That's what I felt watching.
2: You know, I think I mean the. Yeah, I, I think the the rankings go season four, or season one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Easy? very easily. Season four, and then you could debate two, two and three. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Well, two but. was pretty Vecna
0: bad. Was, was an absolutely fire character this year.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Like,
0: I was here for Vecna.
1: Yeah, Vecna was sick, dude. Um, so anyways, I, I, I,
0: I, it changed my opinion forever about um about uh, grandfather
1: redheads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, great shows. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that one. Um, and then we have two new categories. I'm not going to go through. Look, we we nominated sports. We'll just do that next week. Okay. We'll just give you the nominees. We'll debate the winners right in the pod. Um, we'll do beer next week too. We'll just nominate the breweries. They're mostly pretty straight. We kind of know who they're going to be like athlete of the year. It'll be some debate there, but we know the nominees. So, but we have two new categories, which I think is really cool. And I'm going to try to pick three, maybe four for each. Biggest. Disappointment and disappointments ring hot and heavy on this pod because every week we're out here saying, I'm so excited for the show. The show is going to be awesome. Look who's in it. Look who's it, it, who wrote it. Look who's directing it. Uh, what move this movie should be a banger. And then when it just sucks ass, it it kind of hurts. So we have a couple. Um, I think Kenobi on Disney Plus for the level that I hyped it
2: up. Uh, Well. I think uh, we were really, so excited. yeah, I think there's there's one person that owes a mea culpa to the listening <laughs> yeah. audience, and it's not Eric or Ryan. It was
1: literally supposed to be the greatest show of all time. Uh, it's absolutely forgettable. We have Love and Thunder on here, um, not because it was so bad, but because it was not nearly what Ragnarok was. And you have Tyka, all these reasons to think it was going to be perfect. Um, Rings of Power, I think, is belongs on here even though it wasn't wasn't that bad, right? It, it just could have been so much better. Um it was then, the most
0: expensive show ever.
1: Right. It, it, and it looked sometimes it looked like it. That's about all you can say about it. Uh 1899, yeah. we covered it already in this pod. We hyped it up as to, as to be, you know, this could be the greatest thing we've ever seen because of the potential from dark. It's already canceled. So, um and then, but hey, because we do the dark, we do the light. Biggest surprise hits. Now, I've already said these names because they were good enough to be nominated. Andor, Severance, or The Bear. Which is, and you have to, it's biggest surprise hit. It's both, right? So, surprise counts and big hit count. So, we will will see on that. But I like these categories. Because all we do is guess, right? We're always like, like right now, if you ask me what show you think is going to be fucking hype, I'm going to say The Last of Us. And if it sucks, I'm going to have to come back later and be like, damn! I'm more hurt than you. But it's but not I'm going sorry to. I said that. I know.
2: Um, and I think um if we're doing the two year stretch of like biggest surprise, I think White Lotus wins that very easily. We um, you know, for our episode that will never be heard. Um, we talked about how this just kind of started off as a weird uh Mike White decided HBO or HBO needed a, a show. He wrote it somehow managed to gather like Steve Zahn, Alexander D'Addario, Sydney Sweeney, uh, you know, a handful of other like main mm-hmm. characters Threw them on Jennifer Coolidge. And then Jennifer Coolidge, like took on a life of her own. It was incredible. That and, alone like, became has just the, really the central point
1: her career. So uh, there's a show that season two much better than season one. And I liked season one. I would, one I would almost,
2: I would almost argue that, uh, season two of white Lotus should go in the biggest surprise category. For how it could big it became in like the general you know populace the zeitgeist the mm-hmm. you know the water cooler talk um, the, the episode. I'm not saying it should win, but I'm just saying I'm just saying it, I think it deserves to be nominated for making that kind of a leap. Absolutely.
1: So yeah, I mean those are the those are the noms we're going to give you right now, and then next week we get to sit down and argue it out. And we have to come to an agreement. We can't just say, well, this one's my pick. These are pod picks. We got to, we got to hash it out. So that'll be really fun.
0: Got to hash it out. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to the last part of our show this week. And that is our three watch. And we, since last week's greatest episode ever, didn't ever, you know, hit the, the airwaves. You'll never be able to hear it. <laughs> we spent last week talking about arrival. And so we're going to briefly talk about arrival. We're going to give it our ranking. And then uh, we're going to decide what happens for round three. So, Arrival, um, The this is what I'm going to say about it. Arrival was one of the better boring shows. I'm sorry, boring movies mm-hmm. that I've watched in a long time.
2: I think that's the most apt description of this movie.
0: Liked the movie. Movie was boring. Movie was good. Not a lot happened. For an alien movie about 12 <laughs> alien ships landing on Earth, they somehow did that in the most boring way possible. Teaching the aliens no. how to speak english without <laughs> vocals like just like understanding words this is like the big moments it would be like ooh, i taught them a word and then i'm going back in i think that they understand who i am now yeah i'm i don't remember her name it was that kind of stuff <laughs> then yeah. spoke in like they spoke in like um ink and it was just i don't know it was so boring but i was also into it i think the worst part of this movie was the two leads of the movie were so underwhelming that they mm-hmm. took a movie that should. And made it worse um, with their underwhelming performance.
2: Yeah. How many chances is Jeremy Renner going to get at being a leading man of something? And just he hasn't flub it. Really, like he's got now. He's the he's the punter that like has got all of the talent. But like every time he gets in a big moment, he punts it twenty yards out of bounds and gives the other team like really good field position. They
0: tried to reboot the Bourne series with him. Didn't work. They gave him his own. Didn't work. didn't work. Didn't work. He's just—he's—he's he's just not very really good. And Amy Adams—I don't know how many more. He's I like can
1: watch. fighting for his life right now.
2: Okay, you fair should enough. not That's take not... this opportunity. He's fine. Give him he's another. If he
1: can walk again, give him a franchise. Give him another shot. Wind River Two. Let's go. How about this? can i say this amy adams underwhelmed yeah she well she just played it like i don't know if you want to look at all to denis on some of this stuff because they tell the actors or actresses like okay ramp up the drama turn it down play this subdued he just i think he, his only notes to these actors must have been like you're a little too excited right now uh i know there's aliens in this movie uh but bring it down and i, mean, I should be doing a french accent and then, I don't know, but everything was gray. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You're a little too excited right now. You must tamp it down. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Uh, everything was, was gray. And, I mean, it, it was moody. It it was cool. And it was thought-provoking. Um, but, yeah, it was a boring movie, ultimately. I think I gave it – what did I give it? Like a, an 87, I think?
0: I think you gave it an 85. I think okay. I gave it an 83.
1: All right. That sounds good. And, and Ryan, I- you were a little higher?
0: you were in that area too. You're at like an 87 or
1: something.
2: yeah, yeah. I think I was a little higher. Yeah, I was like 87. So yeah, we yeah like I got this it right movement.
1: here. Yep, 85. Eric, I gave it an 87, and Ryan gave 89. Anyways, that's an 87 oh, wow. uh,
2: total. Okay. okay, well, but it was like it was the 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 right in there. I'm sorry. Differences the in the numeric value was the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. We all liked it. We didn't love it. Um, I think that this movie looked incredible. I thought the take on aliens was interesting and different. I thought that the heptopods aliens were really fun. I thought they were like a cool take on aliens that always kind of end up looking similar. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that the shit looked incredible.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The the lens or the shell or the whatever it was.
0: Oh, it was crazy. Pretty so, cool. So um, overall, if it comes down to this round, I think that – Fight Club was so easily the winner of
2: not even close.
1: Fight Club is a special movie, even if it ages a little weird. What a ride! What I mean, how perfect, how iconic! How many memorable lines are there? That's all three of our favorite movies of this round. I think that yep.
0: Fight Club was the most surprising movie watched so far. Mm. Um, in how much I still like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even though you know the messaging is a little weird, and it it was kind of like. Enough. It was like a movie that was made when there was really nothing wrong with the world exactly and yeah. the country. And so we were trying to kind of make things up to get pissed about it. Was kind of
0: like, it was kind of like, um, dang, everything's going well. It's the 90s and we have way more money than we think. We, we think we have more money than we actually do. Yeah. So let's spend it. <laughs> the internet. Well, this is crazy. But also let's create problems. How about yeah. too, too many women in our life? We don't need more women. <laughs> we need more men and
1: stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it also it also explains a lot of like why there's these like unreasonably overconfident men who think they're militia members uh, yeah. dressing in fatigues trying to overthrow some like crazy conspiracy tinfoil shit for no reason. Um that's like Fight Club Page One. Yeah. So a lot of that kinda of makes sense with what happened you know a year ago or two years ago on january 6th so um it it all makes it seem like uh there's some truth to fight club but then there's like some truth to like why the male conscious conscience like Mm -hmm. loves the fight club narrative of like i can i can do this i cosplay as a as a vigilante you know type of shit so
1: i kind of get it um and then i i pick oh brother for my second movie and then arrival for my third that's wrong i think, o I think brother I liked
0: rise rise rise. and then oh brother but okay. they were very close
1: so that gives nine points to fight club four points to oh brother and five points to arrival then yes okay yeah should i catch Fair. up on where we're at then since we just rounded out yes. that round okay, okay yep. perfect Please. so this ultimately is the three watch the battle between three directors Uh, We have Fincher currently in the lead by one point after the third round with 20 points. We have the Coens right there on their heels with 19 points. And we have Denis Villeneuve with 15, with his best movies coming up. Um, So this could get really interesting. It's very close. I like uh, how we've agreed to disagree a couple times, but we're kind of on the same page. It's been been fun discussion. Uh, And now we get into... Our next round, which starts with social network.
2: Yeah, this is... And I think it's... The social... I think it's I think it's interesting that, like, typically, I think we've aligned, for the most part, on what the best movie is mm-hmm. of each round. But then the debate comes in on which one's the second or the third. And I think that's probably pretty indicative of a lot of maybe movie goers
0: mm-hmm. i the only one we will. didn't agree is i gave sicario a number one for uh round two
1: no that's not true i gave fargo a one and you guys both pick oh, seven yeah. as your ones but that, yeah we're close we're close all but right i also
2: think i also think like if i had watched sicario the first time coming yes. into this you know this experiment that we're doing mm-hmm. i probably would have given it the number one slot as well yeah And that's, I don't think that's a shocker that Eric was like, holy shit, this movie is fucking (laughs) really good. So anyway, let's move into social network.
0: All right. So the social network, this is the story of Mark Zuckerberg. Um, This is like kind of early-ish Facebook stuff. So he isn't as rich, powerful, and famous as he is now. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, when this was made, um, but this is the story of him at harvard stealing people's ideas burning every one of his friends and genuinely acting like a complete fucking douchebag uh to-
2: running through the snow in flip-flops to create you know,
0: facebook in- which sucks and it's just turned into like a conspiracy theory site for grandmas um but uh this was a big time movie with lots of star power um what's the guy's name who plays zuckerberg
1: jesse eisenberg jesse eisenberg. Zuckerberg, and maybe the yeah. my favorite thing he's ever done because you're not supposed to like this character so no, it worked out great for, for him lex luthor pretty much but
0: um, he was pretty jesse good in but you know uh you have um andrew garfield yep. isn't it correct and, and so like i, an the one thing I, is I myself looking up all of these people now on yeah, same. Google while same. watching it, oh, Um you had Justin Timberlake in this movie, and um I hated Justin Timberlake in this movie
1: because he yeah, was he good. so. Oh, you think he bad was bad? Acting. Bad at acting? I actually like. One of my notes is that he kind of did an okay job. As like the douchebag, he
0: is a douchebag in real life and as an actor, he's playing like Justin Timberlake doing an interview on MTV in like 1999
1: oh, as no. his character. So I he, just couldn't deal with. It. I just was surprised how much he was in it. He was in it a lot, and he still owns seven percent of Facebook or something. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so that whole story, I do think the Facebook story was interesting. Um, I thought that the acting in this movie was disappointing. Now, I don't remember how, if this won awards. I think this won, like, a bunch of awards.
1: Yeah, I think that Jesse Eisenberg was nominated for Best Actor. I think it was nominated for Best Picture Didn't Win. I think it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, Aaron Sorkin. So, Aaron Sorkin, do you you remember what the stuff he's done? He's he's a movie writer and a TV writer. And he's known for very fast... And witty dialogue and in the opening scene where mark zuckerberg's at the the bar with his girlfriend at the time i was like i'm gonna hate this movie because it is so west wing with how fast they talk and how smart they are at the same time um that you almost can't follow it i mean you do but you you miss pieces because it's so quick and then it kind of calmed down from that that pace of dialogue for me so i i got more into it but this is a very much an aaron sorkin movie in fact, Aaron Sorkin plays one of the first ad execs they go to do a presentation to. He's in the movie. So this is like, this to me feels more like Aaron Sorkin than it does uh, Fincher. So I don't know if that's good or bad. All right,
0: so AFI, AFI Awards made this their movie of the year. The BAFTA Awards, Best Screenplay. Um, the Academy Awards, Best Writing Adapted Screenplay. Uh, Best Editing, Best Soundtrack. Um, It was a nominee for Picture of the Year, like you said. So won lots of awards, was very critically acclaimed. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you guys, I didn't really like this movie.
1: Okay.
0: I actually didn't really like the movie all that much. I think it's aged poorly. Yeah, I'd seen it once before and I really liked it less this time. Um, I thought that the interactions between anytime Justin Timberlake was on screen, I was really annoyed. Like he was just so bothersome to me. He was like, oh, he's playing this dude who was like talking in this, like he was on TRL kind of, and it just didn't work for me at mm-hmm. all. I don't know why I he bothered me so much. Eisenberg is like the worst. I hate Mark Zuckerberg more than ever. And I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It was a, it was a fresh, but it mm-hmm. wasn't as fresh as most of the other stuff that we've done in this rewatch. I think this was my biggest disappointment so far in our three watch.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Um, I didn't find myself I, I, enjoying I the movie it. that much. I mean, there was definitely those couple like lines, all these movies we're watching are iconic in their own way. And the lines come up that you remember that are like, damn, like, you know, what was the one, um, if you had invented Facebook, then you would have invented Facebook or like the, one of the Winklevoss twins is like, yeah, I'm six, two twenty, 220 And there's two of me. It's like, all right, these are memorable, yeah. cool lines. Like I get it. Um, but yeah, overall it, it I didn't really enjoy it. I couldn't, like, at one point I paused it. And I'm like, oh, my God, the movie's almost over. I I was like, what what happened? And, you know, it just didn't really know where to end because it's an ongoing story, right? So it's not like it's like, you know, this this celebrity biopic, they died at this time and we can end it here. They just sort of ended it with him giving into the lawsuits and then they just, they called it. So, yeah, it wasn't perfect. There was definitely some things I liked. Uh, I didn't hate Justin Timberlake as much as you did. Ryan, how'd you feel about JT?
2: I didn't, I guess, I don't think, I don't think he was as bad as Eric is portraying. I think that he was meant to be the hype man right in the corner. He was meant to be the, um, kind of drive the interest of the venture capitalists, right? For Facebook. Um, and they had the big, I think his biggest moment, which was also called out by, uh, you know, Eduardo Saverin, which was drop the, the, Mm -hmm. which is, like, such a silly line. But, like, in terms of what happened to Facebook, it's not the Facebook, it's Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a magnanimous difference. And I think one of those lines was pretty cool. I think they even kind of made fun of the character itself in the show, or, sorry, in the movie, um, by saying, like, of course he knew all the waitresses at the restaurant that we went to and all that stuff. And um, I think they were kind of poking fun at themselves. But ultimately, you know, Eduardo gets the last kind of laugh at the end when he pretends to fake punch Sean Parker you know Mm -hmm. in the face Um, and Sean Parker was kind of a douche if you remember yeah the um, only um, sympathetic character is is
1: probably Rooney Mara which was the girlfriend that dumped him and then um, Eduardo as Andrew you know or Andrew Garfield as I was
0: cheering for Eduardo the whole movie yeah
1: I think you were supposed to I think you were supposed to which is kind of rough because he was not the main character and now you're sort of you know, trying to support this—I I don't know. I mean, dude, I—I I had no love for Mark Zuckerberg throughout the whole thing. Uh, didn't care for anybody else. It, it was kind of a, a movie like, who do you who do you root for here?
2: Well, you're not you're not supposed to root for somebody, yeah. Technically, right? You know, it's just—I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was a well done depiction of like showing Mark Zuckerberg as an android asshole, mm-hmm. right? And everything that we've seen from him is that he's that person. Um, I mean, the amount of like, I am, I am human, you know, memes when he had to go before Congress mm-hmm. was absolutely hilarious. Jimbo, I'm sure you posted a hundred. Oh, yeah. um, Only the best of like, Oh, this is, this is water. I must drink it through my mouth hole. Yeah. You know, like that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like is, That's is, what is what Zuckerberg kind of represents. And I think it's, <laughs> it was a perfect role for Eisenberg um, because he's not very deep. And I think that was right up his wheelhouse. So um, overall, I don't think I hated it as much as Eric. I think it's a great film. I think it's very rewatchable. Um, and I probably enjoyed it probably maybe more so than the general public. I'm going to give it like a, it's like an 86 for me. It's pretty strange. It's pretty strong. I'm going to give it an
1: 82. Uh, it's a fresh movie. It just maybe I don't think it actually held up that well. Um, just given like what Facebook's become and the story has just continued on. Uh, so for them to just sort of end it there feels like, well, that's not the end of the story, is it? So it just maybe hasn't aged as well for me.
0: I'm going to give this movie a 72, my lowest grade of the whole three watch. Yeah. Tough, Uh, tough look. It was fine. I found myself like watching it, but like I paused it multiple times just to see how much time was left.
1: And I I feel like that was kind of, well, that's, that's part of it too, but that's not, that's not your fault. That's because you couldn't tell where the movie was progressing. It yeah, could have I was been three like his... hours left, or fifteen. You know, you couldn't tell because there wasn't like they weren't building to anything. They did all yeah, they did like I, four I, timelines I at the same time.
2: Well, but like, so like you knew, I mean, you knew where it was building because you've known what happened to Facebook. Like so, that's well, that's ultimately where they're. Yeah, building I mean, they were to. building to a giant company, but
1: they was so focused on the lawsuit. I mean, they they cut in constantly with two different depositions, one with the Winklevi twins. And one, which by the way,
2: Army Hammer kind of slayed that. Can we at least agree that him with the the he wasn't bad. He was pretty good, right? And then they they did really. Luckily it, he luckily he wasn't around any kids that he could molest. Oh, no, I wasn't, so. kids or, that no he wasn't
1: No, he was like he wants to eat women. It was like women. Eat he
2: he. Oh yeah, he's a cannibal.
1: But he's selling timeshares <laughs> now, so that's cool. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he I thought that that was good, but yeah, they were they're cutting between that and then you know Andrew Garfield's uh, lawsuit. So. A lot, of law, a lot of lawyers, a lot of legal stuff. I did like that well, like, since mean, I've worked yeah, in web about, development, like, I kind of get like some of that early, early text conversation, which I wouldn't have gotten before, and I thought that was sort of interesting. Um, but otherwise, didn't do that much for me. I'm excited for next Can week. Can you
2: believe Dan is wearing that hat? It looks like a hat that somebody bought off of a flea market. Oh, my God. He wore the hat to the meeting. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry.
0: Um, yeah, I would say this was my least favorite movie we've watched so far. Now, the hardest thing is is we're watching mostly classics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so comparing them to each other is the most difficult part for me. I think that the worst movies we've watched so far have been this one, uh, The Game, and Prisoners. Mm-hmm. I think would be my three worst, and um, two of those are Fincher.
1: Yeah, but Fincher's Fincher. doing fine, yeah. buddy. He's, at, he's gotten the most points right now, so...
0: He's also a lot, hit, hit the two, two of the best ones with Seven and Fight Club. Exactly. He's a little more up
1: now. He is. Coen and brothers we, are kind of like... You know, we picked, we picked an interesting group of three. I like it. It's kind of a best mix. Best they best don't always write their own movies. The Coen brothers generally do. Uh, Denis does not. And then Fincher doesn't. So, like, we didn't really pick, like, you know, Tarantinos that put... Or Wes Anderson's that put everything on themselves. So, I, I think it's fair. I think it's working. And I think it's gonna be close. What do we have
0: next? Yeah. Um. Next is. Is, is it Blade Runner no or No Country? I think it's No Country for Old Men.
2: I think it's No Country. And holy shit, Eric! I can't wait. That yeah, is. I think I'm. I I think I might be more excited for. I think I might be more excited for No Country than I am for than I was for you with Sicario. Ooh. Do you think that? Which do you think is. Think that in Europe kind of a... that No Country is better than Sicario? No, oh. but I think. Okay but i think that no country is a more universally appealing movie yeah. like like uh sicario is like like super fucking dark and like heavy and like lots of shit is laid upon you whereas like no country for old men is like kind of like just a cat and mouse caper cat and mouse a little, or,
1: like a little philosophy in there some poetic stuff it's very dark as well but is jeremy renner also in this one let's go no no Okay. No,
2: he's not okay. in it. Okay. Too much Jeremy Renner. It's Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, and Josh Brolin are the okay. main Maybe three. It's Josh let's, Brolin let's rock it. Yeah,
1: anyways, I'm excited for this one. I can't wait. Three Watch is rolling. All right, it really is. All right, guys, that's it.
0: That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Go back, check out our sportscast. We broke down a great 13-4. Viking season where he talked about their big playoff matchup against the giants this week and otherwise in on thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the northeast podcast